welcome to the odd and offbeat podcast Oddballs, welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast, hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the unrestrained Louis Fox. That's right. I'm like Houdini throughout his career, except at the end when he died. <laughs> they put him in that final Oh, because you, you couldn't restrain him. Is that what you're trying to say? Exactly. Didn't he, he never... die of an, a burst appendix or something? Yeah, you couldn't restrain that appendix either. That's why it burst. <laughs> Did he get punched in the stomach or something by like a child? It was a, uh, like a college football player. That oh, was it? Was yeah. it? Who was like Mr. Universe. <laughs> he was, though. He was like a bodybuilder, like college football guy that slugged him in the stomach. Is that what he put on his resume? Killed Houdini? Uh, I would, there's actually a book about this guy. It was like Jay Gordon Whitehead. And I think the guy ended up disappearing. And you can't find much about him anymore what? after that. Yeah. So there's a theory that he was a hitman. What? Yeah. And, someone, he, and someone hired him to kill Houdini? Yep. And he killed him with one punch to one, the abdomen. Supposedly it was a bunch of punches. Oh, really? Yep. That's not I what I heard, man. I heard it was a child. <laughs> I heard and... it was a child, and, and it kicked him in the shin. <laughs> and he died. <laughs> <laughs> well, Louie, uh, we have a cool episode today because we are... On location, we're at Steve the Pretty Good Studio. Yes. And we have him on the podcast, and we're going to do a couple stories with him. And uh, it was really fun to have him in the studio. He is a fan favorite here on our podcast. And uh, we also did a full-length interview with him on the Moisture Festival podcast, so be sure to check that out. Yep, that's a good cross-promotion. So let's get to kicking it with Steve. Let's do it. And now it's time for some weird news. This story comes from wavy.com. That's a news source more reliable than finding a geocache in a maximum security penitentiary. Oh, that would be the best one. <laughs> that would be the best one. The only people who can get that one are hardcore murderers. It's my last geocache. That's what they should do. They should geocache around the prison for like, you know. I think if you're geocaching in a prison, I don't think it's like under a rock. I think there are a lot of places you wouldn't want to look. If I was an inmate, I would do a geocache in my cell so someone would try and break in and then I just walk out the door that they opened. Looking looking under the bed, you just slip out the back door. All right, story goes, six years and counting, ex-treasure hunter still stuck in jail. If you're an ex-treasure hunter, does that mean you've moved on with your life? (laughs) Now he's just a jailbird? Well, I guess you're in jail. You're not treasure hunting. But then you're like, what what were you before you were in jail? I'm a doctor. Like, I'm an (laughs) ex-doctor. Unless he got in jail because he knew there was a treasure buried under cell block C1732. Yeah, Yeah. he's looking for that. That treasure is freedom. He's going (laughs) to dig down. (laughs) The treasure of... Oak Island Penitentiary. (laughs) A former deep sea treasure hunter is preparing to mark his sixth year in jail for refusing to disclose the whereabouts of 500 missing coins made from gold found in in a historic 
shipwreck. Oh, so it should say current thief is yeah. what it should say. I mean, that's the thing, though, is that a it, are you a thief if you find something in the ocean? On well, the, so there's there's shipwreck rules in different places. So you like can only shipwreck in certain areas. <laughs> hey, Bermuda you Triangle. You cannot sink this ship here. You have to go over to the designated area. <laughs> well, because it's like you can't just take there's all these weird rules because like you can't just take stuff off the Titanic because someone has a claim to it. And then a lot of countries, if the shipwreck is in their waters, the country owns anything valuable. Yeah, but, but what if it's like, I mean, international waters? Who's the uh, yeah? Who's the recipient of well, the, I, the world? There's <laughs> a ship. There's a shipwreck museum in Key West, and it was about this guy who spent his entire life trying to find this particular ship. He had like you know, he knew it was shipwrecked, and he sort of had a rough estimate of where it was. Is this a Jimmy Buffett song? Well, he found it. <laughs> He found it after like paradise. 20 years. He found it and it was a fortune, like gold coins and this and that. And there's a whole museum devoted to it, but he got to keep almost all of that stuff. Yeah, I think it depends on where it is and when the shipwreck is from, too. I think there's certain dates. So the guy that made the Titanic movie, so he takes pictures of the Titanic and makes a bunch of dough that that the Titanic doesn't get like a percentage of that I mean, what, where do where do you draw the line that's, that's my nana's arm you're taking yeah. a picture of research scientist tommy thompson has been held in contempt of court since december 15 2015 for that refusal he is also incurring a daily fine of one thousand dollars he's like i can't give up these coins i need to I gotta them pay to my pay. bail and yes tommy thompson my favorite congressman thompson's case dates to his discovery of the SS Central America known as the Ship of Gold in 1988. The Gold Rush era ship sank in a hurricane off South Carolina in 1857 with thousands of pounds of gold aboard, contributing to an economic panic. So this is like the 1880s version of like someone losing their Bitcoin vault password. <laughs> Plus, if you call yourself the ship of gold, eh, you got to know something bad's going to happen. <laughs> you call it unsinkable yeah. ship of gold or whatever you're in the future. You're asking for trouble. <laughs> you call it the 737 Max. Boo. Despite an investor's lawsuit and a federal court order, Thompson 69 still won't cooperate with authorities trying to find those coins. According to court records, federal prosecutors and the judge who found Thompson in contempt. Here's the thing. It's like, can you, they have to prove he still remembers. Yeah, because Thompson says he already said everything he knows about the coins. Thompson pleaded guilty in April 2015 for his failure to appear for a 2012 hearing and was sentenced to two years in prison and a $250,000 fine. But Thompson's criminal sentence has been delayed until the issue of the gold coins is resolved. See, that's the messed up thing because like, all right, it's like you're not supposed to use your thumbprint on your iPhone because they can legally compel you to use it to open your iPhone. But if you just have a code in your brain, they can't compel you to do that. Mm. So you're like incriminating yourself. So he could be incriminating himself. I just take the Fifth Amendment the whole way. Well, I mean, if, if the gold was lost for hundreds of years, <laughs> What's a few yeah, more years? And, you, and you just <laughs> forgot it for like a few days. I mean, really, I think you got to side with history there. <laughs> There's precedent of no one knowing where these gold coins are. <laughs> Federal law generally limits jail time for contempt of court to 18 months, but a federal appeals court in 2019 rejected Thompson's argument that the law applies to him, saying his refusal violates conditions of a plea agreement. Yeah, that's why you never do the plea agreement. That's like what they say. I've watched that Juneteenth movie, like the 13th Amendment movie. Yeah, yeah. Don't do the plea agreement. Yeah. 
After technology problems canceled Thompson's latest virtual hearing last week, federal judge Algonan Marbley scheduled a new hearing for January 7th. So yeah, this this guy's been in jail for six years. What do you think? Like, I think we should start. I don't know, looking for this guy. Maybe that's the. Uh... I I think if I he needs to do a GoFundMe for his his legal defense, and then like you'll get a gold coin on the back end. <laughs> but how, but I, what it doesn't say is how they know that there is five hundred missing gold coins and how he knows about it. Yeah. So, do you think like as soon as. The incarceration reaches the amount of 500 gold <laughs> coins. You'd be like, all right, never mind. We're open the door and like, let you go. I like that you live in a world where you're like, how many gold coins is this prison sentence? Yeah. <laughs> That's the, yeah. I'd like to be sentenced in drachmas, please. <laughs> I, was, I was 18th century drachma. Yeah. <laughs> the balloons, please. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think it's. I think this is super lame. Because I like what you said. I think if you find something in the ocean that's been there for a long time, it's like, why do I have to turn it over? You're going with the dibs defense. <laughs> well, I mean, right? It's been sitting down there. No one else has found it. Like, if I find something on the, if I find a hundred dollars on the beach, you're supposed to turn it in, and then it sits there for what thirty days, and then you get. Oh, is claim. that true? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there's, there's, <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't know that. that was if that. I just find a car parked on the street, Dibs. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I don't know where that car is. I mean, it could be in my parking garage. I don't know. Send me to jail. Well, regularly, like you know, when I'll see like a car, like someone just leaves their car out on the street running, I, I would say to Erica, I'm like, do you ever just have like this desire to, to jump in the car and take it? And she's like, no. I'm like, I have, like that is my first thought. Like, why did I just like take this for a ride? Well, so when I was just on my last flight, I sit down and they had the the, the seatbelt extender in on in my seat that was still pl- clipped into the seatbelt. So I took it off. I'm like, I'm gonna steal this. Mm. And then th- there's a guy sitting next to me who I'm not gonna uh, uh, who is in a position to give me work across the aisle uh, so every time i try and slip it in was my, a little, little angel on your shoulder was that who you're talking about every time i go to slip it in my backpack he just happens to look over at me well i love how you think that that's going to be the determining factor on you getting hired or not i like louie but he stole the seatbelt extender on an airplane we can't have it he can't prove he stole it he might just be waiting you know he using had, it he may be thinking you know what i'm getting gaining a few pounds I mean, who knows? i'm gonna I be ready he had four extra bags of peanuts <laughs> I can't have him at my fair. <laughs> That's funny. Your conscience is like the guy next to you on an airplane. What do you think I should do? Murder your wife? Well, no, no, wait a minute. Let's not, let's not go there right off the bat. Uh, so, w- are we anti this or I'm anti him being in jail. Uh, you, your mind is your own trap, bro. Like wait, you don't have to let out your information. What do you mean? Say he's already in prison in his mind. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. So, what should happen with the gold coins then? Here's the thing. If they exist. You have to be able to prove he knows where they are. Yeah. He still remembers. I'd be like six years in jail. I don't remember my kid's name. I don't remember my high school locker Well, that's the thing. is like, why, if he does know, why is he holding out that long, right? Like six years. Like, I mean, they must be like so valuable that he wants to pass them on to or somebody he loves. Yeah. But yeah. here's the thing. I was a treasure hunter. I found treasure. Now they're hidden again. You should be a treasure <laughs> yeah. hunter. You find Well, and treasure. if he spent them, that shouldn't be his fault. It'd be like, there's nothing against me spending this. They're yeah. at the Walmart. Those coins are at the, uh, I pawned those at the pawn shop. Those are going to Talk to that Rick guy in yeah. Vegas. Do you see, do you not see the moose head and the nice new carpeting? That's, <laughs> that's where, where it they, is. That's where they are. All right. I like it. Yep. 
Harry Potter. This story comes from 9news.com.au. That's a news source more reliable than the killer bees actually making it to North America. Then, uh... They never made it. I've been waiting They made it this. to South America. Well, that's where they came from. <laughs> no, they came from Africa and they were brought no, over. those are African bees. No, killer, so bees, killer bees came... Oh, they're the Afri Africanized honeybees that they brought to South America. Killer bees were brought to South America by scientists so they could study them and then they got out of the lab. The scientists? Yes, yeah. yeah, the scientists also <laughs> I've, got I've been waiting my whole life for these stupid killer bees. <laughs> yeah, waiting on the porch. <laughs> I've, 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 uh, I've waited through maiming bees, <laughs> to, uh, to judgmental bees. <laughs> the closest we get is the murder hornets up here. That's not even the same. Yeah, not murder. They don't plan anything. I think it's just, I think it's more sort of... Uh, you know, accidental <laughs> killing. I don't think murder it's is more ever... manslaughter. <laughs> it doesn't murder. There's no plot. There's no. There's no conspiracy. Yeah, murder is really that's overhyped. <laughs> they don't got a motive. <laughs> I had a. I have a in my on my office. I have a murder hornet. My daughter got me for my birthday. It's massive too. Yeah, Matt was like, "Damn, it's crazy huge." It'd yeah. be really funny if, like, you killed somebody with it. <laughs> That's like it was That's like gonna a, be my murder like, signature. <laughs> After I kill you, I put a murder hornet in your mouth. You're gonna you're gonna replace it like in, in clue. You're just gonna be one of the weapons in clue. <laughs> it's Steve in the sanctuary with, with the, the murder, murder hornet. hornet. <laughs> All right. So anyway, story goes: man eaten by piranhas after jumping into lake to escape bees. <laughs> I like this guy. And this was sent to us by uh, someone, Marcus Wilson, who has also sent us a few other stories. Yeah. So thank you to him. Um, so I had read somewhere that bees aren't idiots. They'll just wait for you to come up for air and then sting you if you jump into the lake. I had read that. Really? Yeah. Do you think that the bees wrote that because they're not idiots? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that they're doing the double fake? <laughs> yes, right. You think that one smart bee is like, hey, let's publish that we will wait for you to come up out of the water. I, that way we don't have to deal with the water. <laughs> I did read it in Honey Magazine. <laughs> a man has reportedly died in Brazil after jumping into a lake to escape bees, only to drown and be eaten by piranhas. So he didn't come up up for air. So. Yeah, did <laughs> so not get the memo. He, he read the same the thing memo. I did. He's like, I'm not going to come up for air. There's bees up there. <laughs> The 30-year-old was fishing with friends when he jumped into a farm lake in the municipality of Brasilandia de Minas on Sunday, according to the local fire department. Well, what happened to his friends? They're the ones reporting the story. But like yeah, they got they, away. Yeah, like, yeah, they're just watching it all happen. He was a sacrificial guy. No, no, Larry, jump in the water. Go ahead in the piranha water. We were just the joking about the bees. They were like, here, we're going fishing. So bring your fishing pole, bring your bait, and your Honey beekeeper <laughs> outfit. He's like, why would I need that? A firefighter who performed the rescue said the carnivorous fish has disfigured the man's face and other parts of his body. It's always the face. It's like a monkey. They go for the face and yeah. the balls. Do they really? Is that yeah. true? No. No, this monkey goes for face and groin. Yeah, do piranhas do that too? Oh, that's a fact. Yeah. Okay, yeah, all right. His body was found for they'll, they'll wait for you though. They wait <laughs> they wait for the right opportunity to get to your face or his ball. body was found four meters from the shore. It's not yet known if the attack came before or after the man's death. The man's friends also jumped in the water but swam to safety. So really the lack of swimming is what killed this guy. The bees and the piranhas have nothing to do with it. So hang on, hang on. You used to be a fireman. So if you had a rescue, like recover a body out of a lake. Would um, who goes into the piranha water to That's recover right. the body? The, the new body. guy. 
there is a hierarchy. That's why, yeah, that's why you want to have, you know, seniority. <laughs> well, I wonder, do piranhas only attack like like decaying flesh, like something that's dead, or do, will they yeah, attack a live all person? All those like myth shows, like they look like, like you Tarzan. Said, yeah, all the old movies when uh, when you know somebody would fall in and instantly it looked like a washing machine. Yeah, <laughs> and then the and skeleton then bones comes would out. Yeah, float to the top. <laughs> And then you see a piranha like picking his teeth on the side. <laughs> there are about 30 piranha species in the world, all live in South America's Amazon River Basin. Fatal attacks on humans are relatively rare. I know. This is one of those things where I think movies have just done us wrong. Like, we're scared of piranhas. J sharks. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Sharks is what I call it. Big piranha. <laughs> Big piranhas. Wait, so you're, you're saying that the TV's misleading us about yeah. sharks and piranhas? What? I don't think that's totally All correct. right. How many people do you currently know that have been eaten by a shark or a piranha? Well, currently, they're, yeah. if they've been eaten by a shark, they're not currently I, anything. I know one dude that's been eaten by a tiger. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. How but how many do people you, do you know that's been, uh, in, uh, been struck by lightning? I actually, I think I used to know someone in high school that had. Yeah, I knew someone in high school, but I mean, everyone knows someone in high school that got hit by lightning. Yeah, but that's the thing is, like, the guy's like, I've been struck by lightning. Like, yeah, that guy. How many, how many people do you know that have had vending machines fall on them and kill, kill somebody? That is more common. That kills more people. Well, yeah, that's why they put the that, sticker on them that says, "Don't shake the." Don't shake it. But I'm just saying, really I don't think it, they're misleading as much as you might you're you're saying that they do because sharks are pretty dangerous uh, you swam with sharks yeah i've sw swam with sharks that they chummed the water so there was already food for them yes. not, so, i wore and i wore a shirt that said not food <laughs> vegetarian i'm cool <laughs> my meat is bad <laughs> all right i like it yep it's the odd and offbeat podcast that's it for today folks we want to thank you so much for listening if you like this podcast or any of our past episodes please go and give us a five-star rating wherever you got the podcast at. yes give us a five-star rating you can also support us on the patreon go to oddandoffbeat.com hit the patreon link you can get bonus episodes uh you can get all sorts of cool stuff uh, steve being an ex-paramedic uh for I don't know what the level is, but he will revive you once. Yeah. <laughs> if you have a punch card, that's completely different. <laughs> no discounts, no new clients. Uh, you can send us any news stories at info at oddandoffbeat.com. We are in need of some news stories. Yeah. They're, they're getting a little light these days on the weird. Yes. So we want to thank Steve for allowing us to record in his house, for being on the podcast. I think that the stories are, uh, you know, I think the rest of the world is catching up with the weird news. <laughs> we're all just sort of accepting it now. <laughs> Uh, but thanks so much for uh, coming on and uh, be sure to check out his interview on our other podcast, Moisture Festival podcast that will be coming out here pretty soon. And you can dig through the Odd and Offbeat podcast archives and find previous episodes with Steve. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks, buddy. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having we me. We hope everyone has a weird week. We're out. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Odd and Offbeat podcast. Stay weird.